Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, the podcast from the gold standard American Academy of Pediatrics. All of our guests are experts from AAP, and today is absolutely no different. We're talking about sports participation and the impact of COVID on the heart. And joining me is Dr. Christopher Snyder. He's a pediatric cardiologist at UH Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital. Dr. Snyder, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Before we get into heart health and the impact of COVID on the heart, with our world coming to this stop in this unprecedented way that we've seen, a lot of kids and sporting activities have vanished. We are now learning more about the leadership role that sports plays in our society. I know my own kids. My daughter couldn't really do badminton and my son's whole gymnastics season was canceled. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned about sports in this time and how this has evolved in your own thought process. No, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So um, coronavirus has really um, thrown a wrench into the our entire daily living. Um, you know, nobody studied pandemic medicine in medical school, and we didn't really know how to handle something like this initially. We know how to treat patients that come in sick, that's not the question. But how do we keep them well? And I think that that's really the most important question. And that's what all physicians should strive for is wellness, not treating sickness. And kids, there are 30 to 40 million kids, ages really six to 18 that participate in sports on a yearly basis. And what we see, what I see personally is a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of worry. You know, patients come in and see me and they're worried that they can't go play football or can't run cross country where kids get their um, aggression, their time with their friends, all that sort of stuff out. And so this time is actually stressing the children's neurocognitive abilities beyond what anyone has managed to measure so far. And then we don't know what the long-term effects are for the heart. We assume, and this is an assumption, that uh, you know this year, year and a half, two years, whatever it takes of not exercising, not being with your friends, not going to school, not participating in cross country or swim after school is gonna stunt the child's total growth potential, not their height and their weight so much, but their growth potential in psychosocial areas and aspects. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Dr. Snyder, and I'm an exercise physiologist. So I'm not only seeing this in my own children, but really doing this show, hearing about it so much as well. And I'm glad that you mentioned deconditioning as it were and and that it's psychosocial as well our kids are you know not really going to be necessarily prepared now as far as heart and heart health we're learning more about complications you even mentioned long haulers you know outcomes 
tell us what we know about COVID and heart issues specifically in our kids. What have you seen? Well, that's a great question. And it depends on where you are regionally within the United States. I, I, I think, you know, I have many colleagues that I'm on the phone and writing papers with that are from New York State, New York City, some from New Orleans, some from Houston, who have seen a lot more COVID in children than we have. We in the Cleveland area and the state of Ohio have been relatively fortunate until recently to have a really phenomenal grasp on uh, on the virus. What we do know is in adults, and we take what we see in adults and we originally say, okay, if it's good enough for an adult, we're gonna try it in a kid. We know how to treat kids who come in with multi-system inflammatory syndrome. We know how to manage their airways. But what we see is different. Most majority of kids are asymptomatic. Those who are not asymptomatic have mild symptoms. The ones that are truly symptomatic are not the ones that are making the newspaper. The, news, the newspapers are talking about intensive care units and hospitals filling up with patients. It tends not to be pediatric patients. But we do see coronavirus. We do see its uh, aspects of it. And when it occurs in a child as opposed to, and I don't mean to be uh, mean or downgrading, but when you're 85 or 90, that's one thing. When you're six or seven, it's another thing. And so your total life expectancy is different. And we see it in kids. What we see is they don't get as bad a lung disease as adults do in general. What we do see is they can develop myocarditis or the heart just doesn't function as well. It can decrease how well it functions. It can cause some kidney abnormalities. And then the one that we haven't seen much of, but we're waiting for is clotting. And adults see a lot of intravascular thrombus and clots and strokes in their patients. And we haven't seen much of that. It's been sporadic reports, but not nearly as much as there are in adults. We've heard with kids, and I'm glad you brought up the difference between adults and kids, and we've heard with kids in sports over the years about sudden cardiac death, and there's a lot of controversy about EKG. What do you think is going to happen now that there could be complications that you're seeing, even in those asymptomatic, that we may not have known about, and now all of a sudden that kid's going to be in track or in football, and we do not know... Maybe we know they had COVID, maybe we don't, and now all of a sudden there could be undisclosed heart issues. Well, that's the great unanswered question. You know, um, we, we, I love to say this too, is we don't know what we don't know. We know from sporadic reports of patients developing myocarditis that are asymptomatic, but those, that number is pretty small um, for patients. What we do, and I believe that most institutions and university hospitals, as well as I'm on the American Academy of Pediatrics writing for Return to Sports, you know, people recommend doing EKGs. We're, we don't know what we're going to see with an EKG, and we don't know who can interpret those EKGs. If a pediatrician is in the middle of 
Montana and the nearest pediatric cardiologist is in Utah and they have any worries, then we would suggest that they do an EKG, make sure somebody that is prepared and appropriate to read that EKG can read it. In larger cities, you know, like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Houston, New York City, I, I'm not sure, nobody really knows the value of doing an EKG. We get them. We haven't seen tons of major abnormalities. And for the kid who is asymptomatic, we have the American Academy of Pediatrics has a protocol for return to sports on those. And what our return to protocol is, is that they should go back and see their primary care physician first. Primary care physicians should spend time going through the pre-participation screening evaluation. Look for questions that affect the heart. Do they have unusual heartbeats or palpitations? Have they passed out since they've had coronavirus? Ha do they have chest pain that occurs with any kind of exercise or movement, or do they get short of breath? And then their physical examination. Do they hear anything unusual or different now? If they have any of those things, then we highly recommend that they send them to a pediatric cardiologist. And the pediatric cardiologist will use their best judgment, get EKGs, echoes, MRIs, all that sort of stuff. If we EKG'd or MRI'd every kid in the United States that had coronavirus, that's a lot of EKGs. It's a lot of EKGs. And we don't know who actually has it and who doesn't. Most places aren't testing asymptomatic children. They're definitely not. And for parents, this is definitely a pretty scary situation to think about the complications. As you say, we don't know what we don't know, right? And so it seems very scary for parents to say, well, this could happen or this could happen. There's so much that remains a mystery. For parents, Dr. Snyder, what would you like them to know? You just mentioned a bunch of red flags and symptoms. What would you like parents to know about this risk of COVID and sports? And as we return to play and we'll wait for your published articles about that, what would you like parents to know and to be on the lookout for? No, that's a great question because I think that that's the most important thing is as pediatricians, we perform a lot of public health benefits to the community. And I think parents turn to us and most of us are parents. I have two daughters myself. One of them recently just got COVID in college. And so I think it's really important for us as pediatricians, pediatric cardiologists, to understand the literature, understand the recommendations that organizations like the American Academy of Pediatrics are putting forth, and then do everything we can and have a little bit of shared responsibility. My daughter came home from college having, I would say, being asymptomatic from coronavirus, had a little cough, but other than that, nothing. She wanted to start exercising immediately, and I said no. She had to stop and not do anything for 10 days. I think if we follow the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations of 10 days of no exercise, and then gradual return, and gradual return means getting on a treadmill and walking for a little while and not going out and trying to play football or run track or do anything until we know um, if a child because in during that time that they're not exercising they can become deconditioned and the last thing we want is 
a kid to go out and try and run the marathon, get short of breath, come in, and then have a twenty, thirty thousand dollar workup for something that could have been avoided if they started with a gradual return to exercise. I think gradual return to exercise is wise. That way, then we, parents, physicians, the community can watch for the shortness of breath with exercise, the funny heartbeats, the kind of things that are triggers for the need to see a pediatric cardiologist. Oftentimes they're normal, but when you've had coronavirus, we don't know enough about that. You have one of these things, then I think you should see a pediatric cardiologist. I think the overall risk of anything with a slow return to exercise is really minimal. Now, if you have multi-system inflammatory syndrome or you have severe coronavirus and you're in the hospital, then we as a medical community believe that you should refrain from doing any kind of exercise whatsoever for a minimum of three months. And I've used six months because then we know the heart is affected, the kidneys are affected, the vascular system is. The hardest ones are the ones that are the sort of what we call the tweeners, the ones that aren't asymptomatic and the ones that are not hospitalized, but the ones who have fever for a couple of days and some cough, we still recommend at least at least 10 days and 10 days until they're asymptomatic. And so if they continue to cough after 10 days of having their COVID test, and then we ask for them to wait at least two weeks of asymptomatic, and that can stretch for a while. But I think that that's really the wisest thing to do. I think having parents at all sporting events, um, one, and then making sure, I think this is a good opportunity for the local community to have their emergency procedures in place. Um, having defibrillators, having an ambulance, knowing all those sort of things. And you know, our local public school already has that. We've been over that protocol, but making sure that everybody knows where to go and who to call in case of an emergency, nobody, wants anyone to perish from coronavirus and playing, but it, we also believe it's so important for the kids to just get out and start exercising and start doing stuff. And the risk of having an untoward event after coronavirus is very, very minuscule. I mean, we, we haven't heard of any kids who have had it yet. It just means yet but we haven't heard of any kids who have died a sudden cardiac event after having coronavirus from myocarditis. Well, that's very reassuring. Dr. Snyder, as we wrap up, give us some of your final thoughts for parents listening about coronavirus, our children's heart health, and really even sports participation, and how important it is to, when they're not having COVID, to really get out and exercise right now and whether they're afraid to participate in sports or to attend sporting events for parents to attend, kind of wrap it all up for us, Dr. Snyder, with your best advice as a pediatric cardiologist, what you want us to know about COVID, our children, sports, sports medicine, and heart health. Excellent. Well, thank you, Melanie. That's a great question. So uh, I, I think the American Heart Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, 
and all other organizations have really stressed that children, and this is really anyone from age six and above, um, really need a minimum, a minimum of a half hour of vigorous exercise a day. We have shown this over time because kids who do not get that vigorous exercise don't do as well in school. They become obese. They become couch potatoes as they're older. They have heart attacks. They have strokes. They have hypertension. And so, um, you know, my best advice to parents is to try and do what is almost impossible is have your children put down their iPad or their computers after school and go for a walk. Even a simple walk is actually good enough. And I think the whole family should walk. I think coronavirus has locked us all into our homes. And so hopefully family interactions are more and they're better and we're seeing our parents more. But having a every kid exercise for a half hour a day at a minimum is great. I think sports or we all hope that sports return. Sports teach children and adults how to get along with each other, how to solve problems, how to interact with other children that they may not get along with, but they're on the same team. And I think sports participation is really a great reflection on life in the future. No matter what job you have, you have to get along with people. You have to recognize that somebody might be better at bunting than you are, but you're a better home run hitter than they are. And sometimes you need a home run and sometimes you need a bunt. And so encouraging our children to go back to school sports is really what we should all take as our message out of this. It will help us, it will help our society a lot. Um, I think that you know, sports and healthy eating, which hopefully most of the families are doing uh, by not going out to restaurants and things like that. And that is very important. And then if your child develops coronavirus, I'm going to encourage everybody to be in contact with their primary care provider, whoever that person is. And then when their child is over, that illness, acute, no matter how serious it is, then they should really go and see their primary care provider before really doing any kind of formal participation. Have the primary care provider run through their schools or local pre-participation screening evaluation. And then if the child passes, then have them go back to graded exercise. Slow, easy, get started, and then work their way up. What great advice and advice that I am going to take myself as well for my kids and getting back into participation. Thank you so much, Dr. Snyder, for joining us today and sharing your incredible expertise. And parents, listeners, please share this show with your families and friends on your social channels because that way we are learning from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics together. And this is great information and I think we all really needed to hear what Dr. Snyder told us today. So you can listen, of course, on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. For Healthy Children and the American Academy of Pediatrics, I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.